doors of the C-suite are cracking open to people who know something about supply chain management. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. many years, supply chain has taken a back seat in corporate organizations to finance, sales and marketing, operations, and other functions. But a new study by Professor Douglas Boateng suggests that this state of affairs is changing. Professor Boateng is Professor Extraordinarius in Supply and Value Chain Management in the Graduate School of Business Leadership at the University of South Africa. He is also CEO of Pan Avest International and Partners. His new study surveyed a wide variety of companies with combined revenues of $1 trillion. The idea was to examine how directors and top corporate executives view the role of supply chain managers today. In particular, the study focuses on the rise of the Chief Supply Chain Officer, or CSCO. We're going to find out today who that individual is, whether the position is really taking hold in the executive suite, and how much he or she might be making. The study's results reveal some interesting but contradictory views on the question. Global executives are increasingly coming to see supply chain as essential to their long-term profitability and company value, but a large percentage apparently still haven't got the message. So let's see where the CSCO really stands in the organization today. Here is my conversation with Professor Douglas Boateng. Professor Douglas Boateng, welcome to the program. Good um, afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. Is this the first time you've done a study of this kind on this topic? Yes, uh, but this was a four-year longitudinal study, which I did starting from 2009. And um, it was basically to look at the backup-based activities on the evolving supply chain management subjects. Companies that took part in the study had a combined revenue of $1 trillion US trillion and included Fortune. 1,000 FTSE, 250, and um, various organizations around the globe, and also South African and African companies. But the study lasted four years. That's a long time. <laughs> I mean, is, is that an unusual period of time to do it, to conduct a study like this? Well, I think this is the first of its kind to really delve deep into the concept of supply chain management on a global scale. I've not, I've, I've not seen any or read any um, supply chain uh, study that t- mm-hmm. took that look, yes. And and you did this in, in multiple countries? Yes, it was in multiple countries, including South Africa, UK, US, China, India, Saudi Arabia, Germany, Canada, and quite a few countries, yes. We're talking about the position of chief supply chain officer. What does a chief supply chain officer do? How would you define that for purposes of this study? Um, a chief supply chain officer basically is the, the, the director level uh, appointee that looks after the entire value chain of an organization. Um, organization in this sense means either within government or within the private sector. 
who does this individual report to? I mean, the fact that there's a C in the title, does that mean that the chief supply chain officer reports directly to the CEO, or typically is there some other reporting structure? Uh, currently, the chief supply chain officer from the study that I did um, are reporting into the, the CEO of the organization. Yeah, prior to 2012, most of them were reporting into finance, but it seems that it's changing rapidly with the chief supply chain officer reporting directly into the chief executive officer. Do you have a sense of how long this has been going on? I mean, how long have we even had something called a chief supply chain officer? Previously, um, the, they were called um, chief supply officer in, in a lot of organizations or chief procurement officer. But the trend is changing because the chief procurement officer as a title has become very tactical. So the, 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 the C-suite executives were looking for more comfortable title for this increasing strategic function, hence the, the rise of the chief supply chain officer. In fact, what um, surprised me was that by 2020, a lot of these um, chief executives were predicting that the chief supply chain officer was going to replace the chief operating officer within a, a lot of the organizations. We have long had vice presidents of supply chain. This means a promotion, obviously, right? This this takes this elevates the position even higher than than a VP level. This is right in exactly. the C-suite. The supply chain covers so much. Is this person responsible for both procurement and sourcing on one side and physical logistics on the other? Is that all rolled now up into one job? Yes, it is. Um, the, the chief supply chain management officer is currently responsible for both procurement and logistics and even operations within organizations. They, they've taken the entire value chain. Hence, the, 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 the trend for the chief supply chain management officer uh, becoming um, the chief executive in the near future is increasing very high. I know of quite a few of the, the participants that took part that are now chief executives of their respective organizations. I, I wonder if this, for many companies, is the first time that those two disciplines have been combined, because a lot of companies have had someone in charge of procurement, someone in charge of logistics and physical distribution. Do you get the sense that in some companies this represents the bringing together of those two disciplines for the first time? Without doubt, yes. I mean, there, there was a little bit of trend uh, post-2009, but right now it's becoming more and more obvious within organizations that um, the logistics aspects of supply chain management, the procurement aspects of supply chain management needs to be reporting into one head. So you have a vice president of logistics, vice president of procurement, but they'll be reporting to an executive vice president of um, supply chain. We understand now that within the C-suite, there's a new appreciation for the importance of supply chain what about at the board of directors level? Uh, these are individuals who are not necessarily, uh, probably aren't employed by the company on a regular basis. They're outsiders who come in and serve on the board. Do you get a sense that these boards understand the importance of supply chain to the organization today? Um, increasingly, yes. Um, I got a, the, the, the sense from these directors uh, who took part in the study that they are now rapidly and increasingly educating the, the board of directors of the strategic importance of supply chain management to their, to their long-term wealth and appreciation and protection. Now, what is interesting is that quite a few of these organizations are looking to bring in non-executive directors that have supply chain management experience. The dilemma right now is there isn't a lot of 
highly experienced uh, directors that have retired that could be sitting on boards, you know, with a supply chain management experience, you know, to add value at the board level. So there's a shortage of directors that have um, supply chain experience that could be sitting on boards. Hopefully with time, that will correct itself. I guess there's also been a shortage of CEOs with supply chain backgrounds, although I guess that's changing now in companies like Apple and the like. So I suppose that that probably also is partially responsible for this new level of respect for supply chain, that some CEOs actually come from that area now. Uh, exactly. Yeah. In fact, in terms of the study, it was interesting to find that 60, 68% of the directors view supply chain management as early impacting on, you know, industrialization and local economic development, especially in the emerging world. 60% of the directors also believed that um, supply chain management had a direct impact on government service delivery. 64% viewed supply chain management as impacting small business development. And, you know, some of them even um, spoke about Germany, how they view supply chain management to really help with the small, medium-sized enterprises growth, which was very interesting as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it is interesting. You say 64% say that supply chain and procurement does have an impact on small business development and job creation, but it's a much lower number if you're just talking about logistics, 6% only for logistics. So that part of supply chain doesn't seem to get the same respect. I guess you have to combine the procurement element in there in order for it to get that high level of, of attention, right? Exactly, because uh, um, uh, one interesting comment from one of the directors was the fact that even the, the logistics is procured, so um, you know, by the company. So if, that is uh, procurement. Yeah, you're right. That's procurement. So um, um, you know, if combining these both, you have you get maximum impact in in terms of mid uh, value adds to the, the various organisations, and uh, interestingly, to national governments who are now trying to apply the concept of supply chain management. To, to really help to industrialize and also to help to create jobs for, for the youth. So what about investors? Do they care about supply chain? Is their attitude changing? Was that part of your study as well? Yes, it was part of the study. Uh, it looks like it's changing hands. Uh, they are increasingly looking to bring in board members that understand supply chain management because from a corporate uh, social responsibility perspective, they see supply chain management as playing a key role. Gone are the days when you went into countries and, you know, just uh, basically made money. Right now, there's something called uh, the responsible corporate citizen, and they see supply chain management as playing a key role. Now, in terms of uh, procurement, you know, gone are the days when it was just about cost-cutting. Right now, they're looking at strategic sourcing as a means also to help to develop quite a few of um, the countries which they operate. And most of the big multinationals are really um, applying the concept of strategic sourcing, which is part of supply chain management, to, to, to really help to make a difference in the societies which they operate. Does the investor attitude towards supply chain management change in a private versus a public company? In both, because whatever happens in the value chain has an impact on your market capitalization, supply chain management in terms of where your products are coming from, the partnerships that you, you, you have has an impact in terms of the market valuation. If something goes wrong within the supply chain, you, you can be blamed. Hence, there's this increasing attention to what is called supply chain governance, where you really look at the entire value chain from tier one to as far as back as possible to make sure that 
whichever is in the chain is doing what is right, you know, and it's not going to come and impact. Put it this way, you don't want any surprises. A lot of public companies are under constant pressure to show quarter-to-quarter improvements in uh, bottom-line profitability. Sometimes supply chain management, good supply chain management, requires you spend a certain amount of money, especially when it comes to risk management. And so I guess the question there is when I said public versus private, I wonder if publicly owned companies get a little bit more pressure to show those bottom line results on a quarterly basis if those people still have more of an attitude that supply chain ought to really be essentially cutting costs to go straight to the bottom line every quarter. But you seem to be saying that the public investors are getting sophisticated too. They are getting very sophisticated. Um, definitely the study show that, and in fact, there's a lot of pressure from the pension funds that are long-term investors to look at things differently. Yes, bottom line performance is, is important, but they are looking at long-term world creation and, and also return on investment. And, and therefore, they are looking at beyond the short-term cost-cutting, what I, they, some of them called the short-term gain, long-term pain syndrome. They are looking for more long-term world creation as opposed to these short-term profit cycles, which obviously puts pressure on um, CEOs. Did you see any difference depending on what country the company was based in? To my surprise, no. Companies in the U.S. had similar sentiments in terms of the strategic importance of supply chain in China, in South Africa, in Nigeria, in the U.K. It was very interesting that there were similar trends in terms of how they view supply chain management. Here's a figure that I find interesting. 34% viewed supply chain management as essential to the success of quality services delivery. Now, on the bright side, you say that's an increase of 19% over four years. But 34% is still quite low. That's just about a a little over a third thinks that supply chain management is essential to the quality, to quality service delivery. How do you account for the fact for such a low number? Before, it wasn't even considered. It wasn't part of the metrics that were considered by variables, rather, that was considered by uh, this C-suite executive. But because of the awareness that has been created in the last four or five years, really the strategic importance of supply chain, there seemed to be a sudden shift. They are not just looking at procurement or logistics. Um, they are looking at supply chain as an, an all-encompassing tool to really help with government service delivery. And in fact, I had a discussion with a couple of the, uh, the CEOs uh, who were from the government and also from uh, the private sector. And this is what they said, because previously it was just procurement. Let's go and squeeze the suppliers, you know. But right now, they're looking at supply chain management as a weapon to increase government service delivery. In addition to that, you said that there was 48% thought that the CSCO would become the standard within 10 years. Well, there again, less than half think it's going to happen within 10 years. Is that because they think it will happen, but it'll take longer? Or they don't think it will happen at all? They are quite optimistic in terms of it happening before. Uh, bear in mind that it was the chief operating officer that really, in a way, looked after a lot of the supply chain functions. Out of the sample size, in 2020, 48% believed that the, the, the chief supply chain officer was, in fact, going to replace the chief operating officer as a standard C-suite uh, function because right now they realize that the chief operating officer was more internally focused while the chief supply chain management officer looked beyond the internal operations and uh, you know, also took care of logistics as well.
There is one other figure that I don't totally understand. It talks about 86 percent believe that it was a conflict of interest for the same individual to have dual responsibility for acquisitions and payments. What do you mean by that, by acquisitions and payments? One of the, the interesting findings from the study was uh, the fact that um, procurement, in most cases, um, was controlled, well, it, it still is, by finance. The C-suite members are willing to question whether you can become the referee and at the same time the player. And they are beginning to really believe that there should be a split from finance controlling procurement. You can't be the referee and the player. You are responsible for paying and also for the acquisition. They seem to think that there's a conflict of interest. You either pay or you procure. You can't do both. So what does the chief supply chain officer do? Procure? Procure, and then the finance will pay. Hence, they are moving procurement into the supply chain management. And, but finance stays stays off on its own. You you continue with a chief financial exactly. officer taking care of the, that. I understand. And the payment. Understand. Okay. Yes. I wonder, too, if this is one of the reasons why we're not seeing greater realization of the importance of this role is because companies are coming to a greater understanding of the need for good risk management and especially good supply chain risk management. Do you get the sense that companies are are, are, are waking up to the role of the chief supply chain officer because of increased risk in global supply chains? Without doubt, yes. Uh, the, the, the increase in uh, supply chain risk management is beginning to become a realization for a lot of C-suite um, executives, you know, and sitting under finance tends to cloud the judgment, you know, especially for procurement. And right now they see the, the benefit of getting an independent C-suite executive to look at it from a, a more strategic perspective rather than just from a, a cost. Gone are the days when things were looked from a cost perspective, where now it goes beyond that. And they are seeing the role of the chief supply chain officer becoming increasingly important to identify a lot of the risks. Let's bear in mind that right now there are also governments involved. You don't always have to look at things from a numbers perspective. You have to look beyond the numbers to be able to protect shareholders. Well, I, you know, it's definitely a good thing that this individual is getting more respect, but it seems to me that this role, this new role, requires so many skills, so many different types of skills from different disciplines all that are all part of the supply chain. I wonder if the talent is even out there to find many of these people who could do this job. Do you get a sense that there is any kind of a talent gap in searching for a really good chief supply chain officer? There is definitely the talent gap, and there's a major dire skill uh shortage for global chief supply chain offices. You know, the few that are there are commanding very substantial salaries um, in the market right now, but there's definitely a, a, a skill shortage uh, globally. So where are you going now with this? Are you looking to do another study? Are you going to keep this up and chart the progress? Or what, what's your idea and how you'd like to proceed in studying this issue? Well, I'm hoping to, to have another study done um, in 2017. I'm just um, putting some stuff together. But there are quite a few uh, things that came out of this research which I'll be sharing with the public in terms of the perceptivities, um, how the C-suite um, organization even see supply chain negotiations. That is something which I'll be sharing with the public and um, the trust factor in terms of doing business and how supply chain management is playing a role right now. So those reports will be coming out from this study. But um, I'll be doing a, a further study in, in not so distant future to check what is happening 
uh, with this um, strategically evolving function. Oh, and by the way, I assume that compensation is appropriate for these individuals once they get up to that level in the C-suite. I assume that they are being well paid for the position of, of chief supply chain officer. Did you, did you get a sense of what salaries might be? Oh, yes. Without doubt, those that have made it to the C-suite, uh, quite a few of them are commanding six-figure salaries with huge bonuses. Um, but it's a, quite a, an intense um, function because you spend a lot of time traveling around, you know, in, in, in meetings. But uh, they are definitely getting rewarded, those that have made it to the C-suite. Well, I look forward to your next study and, and follow your work closely in this area. It will be a great interest to the supply chain community globally. So, uh, Professor Douglas Boateng, I really want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us from South Africa on this topic. Thanks very much for being with us. Thank you very much, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. That was my conversation with Professor Douglas Boateng of the University of South Africa, talking about the evolving role of the chief supply chain officer in global companies. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.